In this week's episode, we are talking to the incredibly brave and inspirational Han Romano about the loss of her beautiful son, Felix. We understand that this is an incredibly difficult topic for so many people. And whilst we feel it's so important to break the silence on baby loss and miscarriage, it can be triggering. To anyone out there who needs to look after themselves and switch off now, we are sending you so much love and support. Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And I'm Marley. And you're listening to... Pampod! We are so thankful to have Han Romano back for another episode this week. If you missed our previous episode, Han is a qualified personal trainer, mum of two boys and wife to Luke. Last episode, we spoke to Han about all things exercise. Han started her online business during her first pregnancy, which unfortunately ended in a stillbirth at 37 weeks. Han has agreed to talk to us today about baby loss awareness and what to do if this happens to you or a friend. Thank you so much for joining us again, Han. We know that this is such a tough topic, so we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. You are welcome. (laughs) So as Georgia mentioned, you lost your first baby at 37 weeks. Firstly, we are so incredibly sorry, and you are so brave for speaking out about this. Um, Are you able to tell us a little bit more about your experience? Yeah, of course. Um, so I was 37 weeks pregnant, so that is full term, as you know. Mm, yeah. I was absolutely yeah. all ready to go. I had the bassinet, I had the um, cot, I had the pram, I had the clothes washed, I had hung everything up. My mum was a principal for 17 years and is the most organised person you've ever met, and <laughs> I have claimed a few of those attributes. Um, so yeah. I was um, absolutely revving to go. Um, my husband was in Chicago about to play um, Ireland for the All Blacks. So he um, was flying back the next day, well, the Saturday, um, and it was a Tuesday. And so, yeah, I thought, right, we can do this. And my um, obstetrician, Dr. Angela, Be- Angela Beard at Christchurch Obstetrics um, in St. George's, she was like, you know, we're near, ready to go. So he can head over there and um, play for the All Blacks and fly home. And I was fully confident in her, you know, her uh, advice. And um, I was feeling quite fresh and all good. On the Monday, I had my 37-week check and everything was tickety-boo, heart rate, beautiful, baby beautiful, ready to rock and roll. The next day, um, that night was Halloween, and I had really burnt um, steak, as you do. You know, you need to get your iron up, but you burn it to buggery to eat it. Um, I went to bed, and I woke up, and I just woke up late, 9.30, very leisurely, (laughs) as a pregnant lady does. Um, I had an appointment at St. George's at 10.30, and I went in, um, I chatted to Angela Beard about my blood pressure and everything was fine and my scan the previous day and she said, how are you feeling? You know, like she was quite not worried that Luke was overseas, but at the same time, you know, just checking up on me. Um, she is a, yeah. such mm-hmm. a kind lady and just a, you know, great obstetrician to have under your belt and um, lying down there and she got the Doppler out and she couldn't find a heartbeat. Um, I then was mm. rushed off the um, Christchurch Women's and um, 
I kept <laughs> talking to myself and going, we're all good, we're all good. You know, she obviously had no battery, you know, like trying to once again half um, jar, half full kind of thing. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and then that what she feared was true um, was true. Um, I had to ring my mum to come and my dad and, um, yeah, I had to oh. then ring my husband I think that's the most Mm. awful part because he was so far away you know he's not just in Cheviot you know or in Auckland yeah Um, yeah Yeah. he's in Chicago you know in America so um yeah Mm. I think yeah I had to wait um he passed away on the 1st November and was born on the 4th um so those days in between were tricky um Yeah. yeah I mean I do have the world's bestest friends I think they had like a a bit of a party you know <laughs> they, they were like what do we do do we have a few drinks I'm like fill your boots mate <laughs> you know like yeah. no one really knew what to do um and I didn't know what to do either so yeah. I had to yeah wait two days were you, um, were you in just in hospital at that time no no I just went home I I, I wow. um they said to me I could stay and I'm like what for I've got no one yeah. to yeah you know, I, I need to go home. Um, yeah. And mm. yeah, my three best friends came over and my parents and my brother and, you know, every, <laughs> almost everyone in North Canterbury came to visit. And um, mm. it was as much as you feel loved, uh, the mm. person that you need to grieve with the most wasn't there. And that's, yeah. Yeah. that was tricky. That was very, very, very tricky for me. Um, yeah. He arrived home and I had... Uh, you know, th- things and medication to get moving to give birth. So that was yeah. the next step, you know, like um, I wasn't thinking too far ahead. I wanted my husband to be home to, you know, to hug him, to tell me everything will be okay. And mm-hmm. then to, yeah. you know, go into the next process. Um, yeah, I gave birth to a to a wee ripper of a son. He was just perfect. Um, mm. Yeah, just no heartbeat. And unfortunately that was just the card that we were dealt with. You know, that was no one's fault. Um, I did find out the reason behind it, and um, it's a really long name that I can never remember, but I've also wiped it from my memory. Um, So his placenta just broke away from mine um, Mm -hmm. through the night. So that usually happens when you have, like, a car crash and a high impact, you know, you're going in and you bang something. Um, Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, just placenta broke away, and... um, he lost all oxygen and food supply and, and just passed away when I was sleeping. Um, fair to say I've Anna. never, ever, ever slept on my left side ever again. I just, mm. I've never, you know, you know those things, yeah. those things that you just do in your head and I yeah. Yeah. sometimes still wake up and I'm lying on my left. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, turn over to your right. Um, yeah. 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 So it was really, really tricky. And I think grief is, um, it's so hard because... Oh, grief is hard, and I'm not saying it's not. But when your granddad passes away, you know, you can go, oh, he was such a great man, or he had really good laughs, and, um, you know, he did this for my family, or, you know, gosh, his, you know, jokes were funny, you know. Um, but yeah. there was nothing to say to me. There's no yeah, yeah. connection. There's no... There was just nothing. And I think I found that really tricky, really tricky to go through because... I, I'm a high communicator, you know, I love to communicate yeah. and when people weren't, people weren't communicating to me, it was actually really hard to go through 
that grief process. Um, my friend told me um, that like grief is like, you know, you're going for a, you're in the ocean and you've got waves and you've got a hundred feet waves at the start, you know, and you feel like you're drowning and you can't get out and you can't see the wood of the trees because there's nowhere to go. And, yeah. you know, and then the waves over time, you know, separate. So there's still a hundred foot waves, but they're not every minute of the day. They're every week, you know, and, mm. and they do come and go, you know, and you know, um, when they're coming up, you know, anniversaries and Christmases yeah. and, you know, birthdays, those hundred feet waves still come again, but you know, they're coming. Um, yeah. and you know, I guess your mechanisms on how to deal with it. Um, but yeah, the grief is less frequent, but it's still, it's still tough. It's still still, hard. Yeah. 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 Um, and how, how was that for Luke? Obviously him being in America, did he just get on the next flight back? Oh, look, like the all blacks are just the most amazing people. Um, at, at that time in 2016, yeah. they were just, um, Gilbert Anoka was a sports psychologist and they went out to his room. Um, it was night time there, so there's no flights out. So he had to wait until the mm-hmm. morning and the boys were just, you know, like the support there was amazing. And I yeah. often, yeah. like, I love, um, I love men supporting men at yeah. times yeah. like yeah. that. And it was really mm-hmm. nice for, um, he had lots of support and um, I just appreciate all those boys, you know, so much. I always kind of, every anniversary, I'm like, I, I thank you so much for being such a great friend of my husband. And they're like, Hannah, oh, yeah. so don't sweet. thank me. Yeah. But, you, um, but you, you really do appreciate good friends and good family when things like this happen. Um, yeah. We don't often, I guess, uh, we don't often, you know, talk to someone and go, oh, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for being such a great friend. You know, that's not really what, well, I mean, I don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I, you know, I, I do now. I do appreciate yeah. my friends. I do appreciate my family uh, more than ever because yeah. going through a loss like that was really tricky, but also really mm, hard yeah. to navigate uh, when I guess Luke is quite a public figure. So we... You know, when he had to be sent back to Christchurch from Chicago, lots of All Black fans would go up to him yes. at the airport and be like, "Mate, you're you're playing game a game in two days. You know where you're going, you know." Yeah. And, and for him, he'd be like, "Oh, I'm just heading home. You know, um, there's a loss in the family. You know, like he oh, had to go yeah. through. I could hibernate in my room with my friends and my family, and yeah. you know, try and you know process what's happened, but he had to fly home." on his own oh, the longest flight you know? in the world i'm sure it felt like oh yeah mm. absolutely yeah so his support was definitely there um and i guess from support uh you know from your friends and family is address the elephant in the room you know you always yeah. need to say i'm really sorry for your loss um yeah you know be honest i don't you know and say i don't know what to say you know i can't imagine what you're going through i often feel like Anything comforting or a message or a phone call or, a, you know, going to see them is what you need to do. I often feel like yeah. um, people are afraid to say anything because they're worried about saying the wrong thing. But there's yeah. absolutely no wrong thing to say. Um, 
my advice probably like shying away oh sorry probably like shying away is the wrong thing right yeah Mm. i can i can tell you on my hand the nine people the nine friends that i never heard from that never acknowledged what happened that never sent a card that never rang or messages i'm sorry and Mm. my friendship with them is a lot different now um Yeah. yeah you know in my head, I'm like, what a coward. How hard is it to say, I'm sorry? But also, they don't know that. They don't know yes, how yeah. to, you know, what to do to help. And um, and that was really hard to go through. You know, I didn't lose friends, but I lost connections yeah, um, yeah. that were there before. But I also gained connections from, you know, my four or five best friends we became sisters, you know, like yeah. they knew everything and now they can confine me on, you know, their troubles. And, um, yeah. you know, I often feel like if you're having a bad day, sometimes you just keep it to yourself. But now with mm. my friends, if they're having a bad day, they'll ring me and they're like, you know, the mm. sheep, you know, some of them are farmers, like the sheep weren't playing ball today. It really pissed me off. I'm like, good, let it out. You know, yeah. I'm here yeah. for it. There's no yeah. problem, mm. big or small. Um, I got a lot of lasagnas. I, honestly, I could tell you, I probably got about 40 lasagnas made. So I now call it the death food and I yeah, never eat it. Never, yeah, you oh, never gosh. want to eat it again. Oh, Absolutely no. not. So don't, so don't, be, uh, don't be making lasagna uh, for anyone that goes through anything like we did. Because oh, it's, it's, oh, it's the pits. It's the pits. Yeah. Mix it up, chuck in a chicken pie or something else. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, yeah, it was. Oh look, it's it was hard to go through, and it still is hard now. Um, but you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, like what to do, and you know what to what to, you know, yeah, what to do and what to say, and like I said before, just be honest and say. I'm really sorry or hey look I don't know what to say I hope you're okay yeah because yeah. all somebody wants to know is you're thinking of them and mm. and keep it normal you know like yeah some of my friends got super awkward and they started talking about the weather and their dogs and I, <laughs> you know like like I never talk about the weather unless it's with my grandma you know like, yeah. like oh, yeah. it's been really hot today hasn't it and I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> No, oh, but uh, just yeah, it was. Um, there's so many things. There's so many stories that I can tell you that I just was like, "What is going on with my friends?" <laughs> but um, at least they were there, and yeah. they were, you know. And it, it's called support, and everyone supports differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Han. What for anyone out there that's potentially going through a miscarriage or a stillbirth now or has recently um, very sadly experienced one what would your advice be to them allow yourself um, to express your emotions I feel like uh, some people just go back to work or some people just water under the bridge she'll be right um, allow yourself yeah. to express your emotions with your loved ones because um, grief is a roller coaster and we've all lost someone close to us and if you haven't I, I'm not going to lie to you but it will be coming um, yeah, you know yeah. I don't want to put a dark day on you but it's you know mm-hmm. um, and express your emotions um, you know with people that you love and you trust um, 
because the sadness is, you know, it goes from raging sadness to despair, you know, um, Mm. rely on friends and rely on family. Like I said, that you trust, um, you can find support groups. A lot of people had go to support groups. Um, I was lucky enough to have my mum and dad and my husband and my, my couple of really good friends that I, I would just talk to. Um, Mm. you know, talking to a therapist or a specialist, um, and that kind of field, I also did that as well. And it, and it, you know, they gave me goals to achieve every day. They said to me, you know, all right, Hannah, tomorrow I'm going to wake up, have breakfast and have a shower before 10, you know? And like, and if you told me that today, like we were up and ready, you know, (laughs) you know, like eight o'clock in the morning and, you know, you wouldn't think twice about it, but at that point in time, that's what I needed a goal every day to um, to achieve. And, you know, as as small and as little as it is, you just have to talk and talk and talk um, about it because the more you talk about it, the more, um, I guess, you do it with ease, but not with ease because not saying that it's not still hard, but you can, you know, really get in touch with your emotions. Like my husband is... Six six, two meters tall. He is bigger than Texas. He's like over a hundred and fifteen clicks. Like he is a big kid, but he is so emotionally intact that I absolutely love it. You know, like I can. And he was never like that. You know. Um, so now that other people or his friends are getting married or had a miscarriage or losing, um, you know, losing your wife or you know. One of our really good friends lost his wife a couple of weeks ago. Luke was the first one to, to show up, you know, and be there and, and just have normal chat, you know, and yeah. be like, I'm really thinking of you or what can I do for you? And, you know, we made him some chicken pie and, you know, like we, you know, like, you know, you just want support, but you want support to be normal. Yeah. You don't want it to be awkward. And and I have to say, like, I, I was awkward, you know, um, one of my friends had a miscarriage way before I got pregnant and a really close friend and I and I would go over and I'm like oh uh, I'm really sorry about what happened and and she'd laugh and I'm like I'm really trying my hardest here why are you laughing at me you know and she's like just be normal stop yeah. talking this weird you know can you just be you I'm like oh, okay I'll try it again I'm really you know like almost like a robot you know because yeah. you're so yeah. awkward and you don't know what to say you know, you, you might say the wrong thing, but now going through this experience, you have to ride the emotions and you have to talk about it. And um, I often feel like the husbands or the partners or whoever you're with at the time gets forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and because you are the female and you carry the baby, you obviously you are closer to the baby, but that's still a part of that partnership. Yeah. That's still that, their yeah. baby. And, um, you know, don't forget about the men because they are emotional. They might not show it, but they are grieving as much as you. And, you know, lots of my girlfriends came around and took me out and then their partners or husbands would come around and watch Shark Week with my husband, you know, for that (laughs) night, you know, like, you know, the girlfriends, your female friends always get you up at them because I feel like females are the organizers you know we're here and there yeah. and we're good to go and we're picking you up don't be late what to wear you know yeah. that kind of chat 
whereas men just like show up and I often feel like we always forget about the men because men just don't show up because oh what if they're busy oh they've probably got people around oh they're grieving oh he might be sad you know and then they don't then they don't show up so and they're not talkers as much are they oh no no they're not um you can ask them a question and they will answer but you know you have to kind of get deeper with you know the males because they they are grieving so also my advice on that was don't forget your husband and because they are sad they might not say oh Hannah I'm sad you know but Mm. you know they might go out and like the first couple of days my husband just planted like 4,000 plants like we just planted plants like honestly we've got shrubs we've got flaxes we've got you know and now they're all growing I'm like do you think we need that many plants like he just was his way of dealing with grief was to plant plants and I don't know the reason behind the plants but I could just be him going oh that's what needed to be done but you know and then him coming back out after you know 12 hours in the sun planting plants in November in North Canterbury it's a hot you know and he didn't take any breaks he was out there you know (laughs) digging holes and doing whatever and that was his way to deal with grief but also I needed him to communicate to me how he was feeling and what he was going through what his mind process was and and you know, he. I wanted to him to know how I was feeling, so we could be, yeah. I guess, at medium ground. You know, because yeah. they're not mind readers, and I'm not a mind reader. You know, I've got many talents, but mind reading is definitely not one of them. And yeah, yeah, yeah you've got to you've got to look after the um, the the dads, the dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, mm. you've already like touched on it, but how how else could we support? a friend who may be going through this at the moment? Oh, the best thing, I mean, I'm all about food, um, but the best thing that my friend, one of my friends did was she texted me in the morning and she said, I've got dinner for you. Put the oven on at four o'clock and I'll be around at 4.15. I'm like, what? (laughs) What is she doing? You know, she's a very erratic friend too, so it could have been anything. We've all got those friends, and <laughs> she turned up with the half cooked chicken, um, roast veggies, and apple crumble. And it was half cooked, it was piping hot. Um, I put it in my oven, and I ate it, you know, 45 minutes later. Um, I think the, the normal, normality of that is we always have cooked roast, you know, and the smell yeah. of it is like comforting, so to speak. Yeah. So for my house to smell normal, for me to eat yeah. normal food really mm. got a really like it really helped me I guess a because it was good food and it fed me but also it helped me mentally there's nothing like yeah. a home-cooked meal that you can smell and go hot dang you know that really helped me have that normality of of life yeah. um, and it wasn't lasagna absolutely no, no, no death food I actually messaged her and she's like I've made lasagna I was like you can drop it off somewhere else <laughs> not here today um that that would be that would be for food wise but also once again that normal chat the normal yeah, life yeah. you know um how's your day going what have you been up to you know um like most of my friends that know me are like 
are very similar to me. They love a yarn. They also love a love a laugh. And yeah. one of my friends, um, one of my bestest friends, she flew up from Dunedin um, the day that she heard. So she came up the next day and um, she was just spitting yarns about, she's a teacher, about what happened at her primary school, what the kids were up to. And, and we were laughing, you know, and <laughs> it was, she was like, it's so good to see you laugh. I'm like, oh, it's so good for normal chat. You know, she was yeah. not afraid to, to beat around the bush and be like, mate, I'm real sorry. Um, and I was like, oh, what have you been up to? And she's like, well, you know, um, <laughs> so having that, I guess, normality is the absolute key address the elephant acknowledge your loss and um lots of my friends um wanted to give me gifts and I found that very weird you know because Uh um it wasn't my birthday you know it wasn't Christmas you know um but my friend um gave me lots of cards and I still read them today I read them every anniversary I read all the cards um one of the Pike Miners' mums um, wrote me this beautiful card, and I read it every single anniversary. Um, mm. She knew my my brother, or you know, like, um, and I read that every single year. I read every single card, and I think that helps with um, going through the emotions. You know, not just parking yeah. to the side. Every year I do open a few more cars that I find lying around and I'm like, yeah. oh, well, who's mm. this from? Um, but cards is definitely a great thing because you can read it when you want and when you're ready. I often yeah. feel like sometimes people bombard you, you know, or they come around like, oh, I just want to see you. And it's like, oh, I really didn't want to see you today. Yeah. You know, um, you know and, and but sometimes... You need those people to come barge the door down because you haven't seen anyone for weeks on end, you know. So it depends as well. Mm. Um, so cards are a really great thing. Um, and I going guess back for, to the gifts. Sorry, you can off like if you're feeling a bit awkward about what to say, getting it out in a card is probably a lot easier, isn't it? Absolutely, and you can write all your emotions down in a card. You know, yeah, you can yeah. write, you know, lots, I got lot, I got, <laughs> one of my friends chopped like three cars in a row and she stapled it all together because she couldn't oh. write down everything. She'd like keep oh, going yeah. and going, you know, and she's like, I can't do this in person, but I can write you a card. Yeah. Um, yeah. It takes away that um, awkward emotion, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, as, as New Zealanders often do because you can't be sad and you can't grieve and, you know, and it's awkward, right? So, um, yeah. But I also got some really cool uh, Christmas decorations, like of angels and oh. of like um, d- doves, and oh, there's like a weird blackbird or something. But you know, so every Christmas um, I put those decorations up my tree, and yeah. you know that's. But Christmas is an emotional time anyway. But it's nice to have that, I guess, reoccurrence every year. You know, he yeah. is here. Yeah. He is loved. He yeah. is talked about, um, and yeah, like my kids, like every year. How come he's got so many and we don't? Like, oh. <laughs> you know, like it, we're not here to compare, pal. But um, yeah. yeah, like it's nice to um, to have that. Um, my cousin started this wonderful uh, frame of like I guess she's got a framing business, but a frame of people that you've lost. So we have mm. that up on our wall, um, and we have a few. Teddies with his name on it, and you know, and a camo, a camo uh, stag, which my friend got because 
her husband's a mad hunter like mine so like you know there are often toys that you can have and hold on to and um and you know i i go in there and i always talk to him and you know like acknowledge the the toys and the gifts and stuff because it yeah. is nice to um you know have that i guess it's that sense right that they're yeah. there but yeah. they're not yeah yeah do you think it's important to like acknowledge like when would have been that anniversary or the birthday do you think it's important to yeah I don't know what I'm trying to say. Say someone has a miscarriage, is it important when you know it would have been their due date to acknowledge it again and then, you know, the next year when it would have been their first birthday to keep acknowledging it like that? Absolutely. I um, One of my really good friends lost her husband a number of years ago and I was a personal trainer and um, she would come to me for boxing every, you know, every couple of days to just pour out her emotions. And she... um, she said that every anniversary, her, her and her two kids uh, do something awesome. They go swim with dolphins or they go on a hot air balloon. And this is before I even lost my son. And I'm like, that is so cool. And well, I'll be damned. I'm in the same position. And I ring her and I'm like, what did you do in the first year, the second anniversary? You know, like giving me ideas. And I think it's nice to, I don't know what you'd call it, like a celebration or a birthday. I'm still very awkward you know, on those days, but an yeah. anniversary, but, um, for me, I have to do something and, yeah. um, yeah. I get, I, um, I, I find it really tricky though, because, um, he was born on the first, but, uh, sorry, passed away on the first, but born on the fourth of November. Yeah. So mm. I, I'm, I'm like, uh, what day do we celebrate here? So the day I'm a real, um, I'm just, I hibernate between the, the, the dates of the 1st November to the 4th of November and the 4th November is what the day that I guess, uh, I don't celebrate because it's not really a happy day, but we do mm. um, acknowledge, we let, absolutely, um, yeah. balloons, the number of balloons that he, um, you know, the year that, how old he would be um, mm. and I know we you know we to we do stuff that we you know want to do, but in the coming years where my boys are a bit older and they can do some fun things, I definitely think that we will, you know, we will go swim with the dolphins or we will go on holiday or you know on that day and acknowledge it. Um, yeah. yeah, because yeah, you have to. It's a, I mean, you don't have to, but it's a part of grief of uh, doing something because it, as much as it is an anniversary, it's also a part of you. It's also a part yeah. of your husband and, and my parents and my brothers and I get videos of my brothers and his uh, wife and his two kids in Brisbane letting off balloons. Luke was in Twickenham um, in London, this, the, the first anniversary because um, once again rugby life, you know, he's uh-huh. always away and uh-huh. he did a balloon in Twickenham in the stadium in London, you know, so uh-huh. um, you know, oh, you've amazing. got to, yeah, you've got to do things that... Uh, that say we miss you but also we love you at the same time yeah 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 oh that's that's a great idea to acknowledge it like that Mm. um experiencing a miscarriage or stillbirth can often lead to a lot of anxiety in subsequent subsequent pregnancies so how did you deal with this with your two pregnancies following oh well it's uh yeah 
it's hard to not get anxious um it's hard to not feel down and um it's hard to it's easy to go in that downward spiral um and that dark i guess that dark sadness um Mm. it's yeah it's I mean, I don't want to say I did, I had dark days, but I don't want to say that I didn't have. You know, I was very, yeah. um, I was very sad, and I was heartbroken, and I would I remember going, you know, to New World, and I'd keep looking at that um, parent park, and I'm like, oh, that's mine one day, mm-hmm. you know, and. When you know we all have to eat food, don't we? And I had to go yep. to the supermarket, and I saw that parent park, and I'm like, you know, that anxious and that yeah. sadness is always there, and it's not just yeah. like it's it's overwhelming sadness. It's an overwhelming, you know, you you feel like sometimes you can't leave home. Yeah. You know, yeah. some t- I went to the markets. Um, with my parents, uh, Luke was away, the local markets, and I saw my old geography teacher, you know, like out of all mm. things. I haven't seen him since school, you know, mm. and um, he had his grandchild in a pram, and I, I quickly talked to him. I put my jacket over my head. I must, I must have looked absolute oddbod, and I looked in the pram, and it was a brand-new baby, and I ran away and I cried. You know, yeah. and I still haven't seen my geography teacher since, so I can't really apologise for my crazy actions. Mm-hmm. But um, mm. I, I feel like um, you're always going to be anxious because they have something that you don't, you know, yeah. and you see yeah. things on social media about, you know, what will the gender be? And look what's, you know, due in June, and you're like, good for you. As much yeah. as you're so happy for them, it's, it's, the const- it's, it's constantly there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the ways that I dealt with it, I just had to always tell myself to put my big girl pants on and move on with the day. Whether that's yeah. right or wrong, it's just how I'm built. I'm, I'm mentally built to be resilient. I am mentally mm. built to kind of not push through but move forward would be the yeah. big thing. Um, I often feel, uh, you know, still to this day when people ask me things or that I don't want to answer I just you know I get upset um I have to wriggle my right toe and then wriggle my left toe and then say in my head wriggle left and I wriggle left or wriggle right and wriggle right and that will straight away change my mindset to focusing on my toes than um than what the person's asking and Mm -hmm. look I mean it's not rocket scientist but it's how I roll with with life uh, at yeah. that stage it worked um, I do feel like if you are really anxious or are really depressed and finding it hard to talk to someone um, and you're not fortunate enough to have you know good friends and family then do go see a therapist or a counsellor they are there mm. to help you and there's no shame in going to see someone there's no shame in mm. going I feel sad and I can't yeah. get out of this rut. I need help. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, I feel like, I mean, mental health is huge uh, at the moment and, and, and hopefully it should be forever. But I feel like there's a missed opportunity of people that really are sad and think that they mm. can just roll off the punches and move on and we'll be right. But if they haven't dealt with the grief beforehand, uh, it'll eat away at them in months or years to come it'll eat away at you and 
you won't be the person you are supposed to be because it yeah. makes you flat. It makes you tired. It's like a cloud over your head and uh, it's just not, um, it doesn't do you anything yeah, to be yeah. uh, to be like that, you know? Yeah. Mm. Oh, you speak about it like, yeah, I just love the, your honesty and openness. So miscarriage is so much more common than I think most people realize. Uh, you know, one in three, isn't it? For um, a pregnancy not resulting in a in live birth. Do you think there is enough awareness around that, especially in New Zealand, or do you think that it could be higher profile? Yeah, I do. Um, like I said before, I know lots of people that have had miscarriages. Not not a lot of people that have had stillbirths, um, mm. especially at 37 weeks pregnant. But, you know, you, there yeah. are um, a lot of people, and I never, ever thought it would happen to me. Um, it is such a sad topic. And yeah. um, baby awareness uh, week, uh, it's in mid-October. That's a really great chance, um, I feel, to acknowledge all the infants that have been lost, um, acknowledge the charities that you know, really support us um, in that kind of array of sadness. Um, it is, like you say, it, it happens all the time. But some people, uh, we're all made differently. And some people don't want to acknowledge it. Some people yeah. want to go back to work and continue their day and zip their jacket up and move on. Some people want to talk to their family and their friends and go through that grieving process, process keep it to themselves, but still go through that. And then other people want to, you know, post it all on social media because they haven't quite got that support either from their friends and family or don't, or don't know what to do and are asking yeah. for help. Um, awareness, like I said, it's a really sad topic, but it's so hard to, um, I guess, become aware of it, you know? Like, I don't know how people can be more aware of it because it's really sad to talk about and and mm. some people don't know... I, I don't know what I've given myself into, you know, um, between, you don't become a parent anyway, but mm. between um, Cooper and Jonty, I had a miscarriage. I, I'm, I was nine weeks pregnant and mm. um, I had an ectopic pregnancy, which is so painful. Like I was, oh man, I've never had pain like it before. I was, I felt like my tummy was about to burst and oh. um I was very quickly operated on and um, lucky they did because it was very about to burst and, oh um, and you know, lost that kind of, um, lost that baby. And that loss to me, it was sad. I'm not going to say it wasn't sad, but it brought up more emotion from what happened with our first son yeah. than yeah. being nine weeks pregnant. And yeah. I'm not saying that miscarriages aren't sad because they are. They are sad. I mm. was, you know, but I often feel like if you can't see it in your hand holding it, then people mm. don't know what to attach to. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's hard for them to process as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a really, it's tough, isn't it? I do feel like there should be more awareness, but I don't know how. Yeah. Um, I, and I and I and I have no brain capacity for that at the moment to to focus on that. But 
I wish there was more awareness. Um, you know, you go to plunket groups and um, you learn about to not drink alcohol or to not eat brie cheese, but you also yeah. don't learn about miscarriage or stillbirth because no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like, do we focus on, hey, look, don't drink five beers every night because you're pregnant, which most mothers already know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, introduce a new topic and be like, this is the chance of it happening and this is how you can deal with it or how you can, you know, process it or who to talk to. Yeah, because um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's so, like you said, Catherine, it's so common and it's absolutely unreal when um, we had that miscarriage. I feel like people were very awkward talking about it when we had a stillbirth at... Um, 37 weeks but when you had a miscarriage more people come to you and go oh I lost my baby or you know oh I was seven weeks pregnant and lost my baby and I'm like how come this is coming out now you know um Mm. it's it's so yeah everyone's made so differently and whether or not they want to talk about it or not is a it's it's tricky isn't it if people feel like the miscarriage was more relatable whereas like you said stillbirth is more uncommon so maybe people just felt like they were awkward didn't know what to say because they didn't relate didn't want to compare or compare their sad like their feelings to yours Mm. because yeah yeah it's such it's so hard to navigate isn't it yeah very much yeah oh well Thank you so much. Like we've said, thank you again for sharing your story with us, Hannah, and for being so brave and helping us yeah. raise awareness. Um, and we just, yeah, we hope that this this chat um, has been able to help someone out there. And yeah, I think the way you've spoken so openly and honestly, it um, yeah, we just really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. And, and it is um, a topic that we don't talk about. But once again, if this has helped one person, yeah. then it yep. was worth the tissues. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel <laughs> yeah. like um, we often forget it's, not a, it's about helping others and helping others through yeah. sad times and grief and um, awful experiences that we have to go through when we're adults, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just hope that... Um, if you are going through a dark time, you know, I see you and I hear you and I completely understand um, everything yeah. you're going through because, yeah, life is tough and communicate, talk to people, talk to loved ones, talk to specialists or counsellors that you can confine in to um, help you get through those dark days. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Hannah.